0: Welcome back to GGYLB, ladies and gentlemen. I hope all's well and that spring is in the air wherever most of you are, except of course for our Southern Hemisphere followers, that is, in which case I hope you're mentally and physically prepared for those short evenings, the cold and the rain that's coming your way. I'm sorry about that. We're going to start on a serious note this week. As an overseas community, our thoughts are very much with our friends, our colleagues or ex-colleagues, family members and friends and neighbours of family members in the regions affected by the terrible earthquakes in Turkey and Syria this month. The stories and images we're seeing are just absolutely devastating and the impact on so so many people is huge. Now I know that people who are from or live in areas which are subject to these sorts of dangerous natural phenomena like Earthquakes, flooding, tsunamis, hurricanes. They're really used to it. And typically they tend not to let it affect their day-to-day lives too much. They don't talk it too much. And sometimes the rest of the world gets a little bit used to hearing and reading about these disasters. We get a little bit blasé. And we forget to put ourselves in the shoes of the people impacted. Well, I'm sure you've done this this week. You can't have avoided it. But when you watch a video of a child being pulled out from rubble after days and days of searching, maybe the child's alive, maybe the child's dead, then you're just not human if you're not affected by it. And with the aftershocks which seem to be continuing, we can only hope that more lives won't be lost and that some sort of peace and normality can begin to prevail there. But dealing with that amount of loss and devastation is almost unimaginable so guys all of those who are impacted we're thinking of you all now then back to Ginger Gerald you lucky bastard we've just finished a mini run of episodes about some of my very favorite topics food and drink of course a couple of good ones there and last week we had the football episode so look it up if you like your footy no more footy talk this week I promise So today, we're going to return to a slightly more relevant and contemporary theme, online shopping. And please, folks, just take a moment to appreciate this episode's very clever title. I've called it Amazon or Amazoff, I tell you. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? I paid a New York-based marketing think tank an absolute fortune to come up with that masterpiece of creative wizardry. I'm expecting a BAFTA for it, or at least a mention in the so far disappointingly elusive New Year's Honours list. What a phenomenon online shopping has been, eh? And hasn't it made our life so much easier and better? And it's made us all such lazy bastards, hasn't it? We don't even have to get off our sofa, let alone off our hearts or move away from our home delivered pizza to order our air fryer, our clothes or, well, our pizzas. You just go online or go on the line, as a friend of mine's mother calls it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And within a couple of clicks of less than 30 seconds, you can order and pay for whatever you fancy and miraculously it will turn up at your door or be tossed over your garden gate very soon or even sooner if you pay a healthy little supplement. What could possibly be wrong or bad with that? Surely this is a technological progress at its glorious best, the pinnacle of today's society. And most certainly it is the single most successful and life enhancing development known to the modern world or is it well maybe there are a few minor issues like workers rights employment law pay taxes and even your own pretty traditional town high street that used to be bustling with people and bustling with life and full of little and local shops selling a variety of carefully and ethically sourced and attractive produce Just getting emptier and emptier and becoming a ghost town. Except, of course, for charity shops, barbers and nail bars. It's a shame you can't get your nails done virtually, isn't it? I'll be there all the time. Oh, and obesity levels continue to soar as we all take advantage of the instant availability of everything under the sun without having to exercise anything other than our fingers and thumbs. But other than that little lot, surely the global online shopping revolution has been nothing short of miraculous progress. Now, you know Ginger Gerald by now, and you know that this pod isn't intended. It's not aimed at creating friction or heated debate. That's just not what it's about. So you'll know that I'm not going to focus on the social, ethical, political or economic rights and wrongs of the online shopping bonanza. I'll leave that to absolutely everybody else, shall I? No, I'm going to focus more on the factual, functional, fun and frustrated side of things, plus any other angle that hams to begin with the letter F. Can you think of any words that begin with the letter F that you may use to describe this bonanza? Well, that's my forte, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh, get it, forte. When it comes to online shopping, Us consumers, I think we fall into three brackets. So let's go through those three brackets, shall we? Firstly, there are the oldies, Okay, These guys were already well on their way in life. Maybe they were retired or about to retire or maybe just experienced at the point at which both Amazon and eBay were launched, which amazingly was 30 years ago now, back in 1995. So this category of people definitely didn't have a computer at home when they were brought up. They were never taught about computers, other than what they've maybe picked up themselves over time. And the concept of having apps on a smartphone probably seemed about as likely as landing a drone, which didn't exist, on Saturn, which did exist but we still don't know a great deal about it, do we? So generally speaking, I'd say we're talking about people who were born up to around 1950, give or take a few years, depending on circumstances, location, interests, and the avant-garde versus traditional nature of their upbringing. Now for a bit of fun, and not to offend anyone, of course, we don't try and offend anyone on this episode, do we, on this podcast? and to avoid using the normal terms for people of a certain generation, they're a little bit dumb. Let's call this category the abacus category. Now, I don't want to generalize here, although I am doing, because there are so many exceptions to this rule, but we can all understand and forgive, do we really need to forgive them? The abacuses, when they've not got a clue what to do to order something, and to pay for it online. And they wish things were just like they used to be in the olden days. And you know what? Fair enough, I say, I get that. And I reckon if I was in the abacus category, which I'm not quite, then I'd be just like that. The next category we'll be calling the Ford Capris. Remember a Ford Capri, did you want one? Were you jealous when someone drove past one, especially if it was in red? If you answered yes to any of those little questions then this category is probably your category. You'll be in your mid 40s or 50s now so you're not only as bright as a button but you're also worldly wise, experienced and you're not afraid of learning new tricks or being exposed to new technologies. In fact you're just great guys all around. By the way I fall into this category. However being prepared to learn and use new technologies doesn't necessarily mean that we always get on with them very well, or we always see the benefit of them, even if we do finally manage to master them. In fact, us Ford Capris are probably the category that get most frustrated, more so than the abacuses, because typically we can get by on most stuff, But we're just not anything like as quick or efficient as the next category I'll be talking about. And it takes us forever to learn things. And we actually quite like talking to a real person or even going into a brick and mortar shop to find out what we want in person. Rather than browsing through a million and one options, that all look the same on a website or on an app. So we come to the third category and I'm going to cheat a little bit here tend to do that, don't I? So we're gonna have a three A and a three B. The three A's are the people who had computers in their schools when they were kids. They were expected to use the internet for all of their research, and they were even taught technology as far back as primary school. So we're talking people who were born in the mid 80s to early 90s. So these people of course are in their mid 30s, maybe their early 40s now. They don't really remember life without the use of a computer. These guys, they're right on it. They're ambitious, they're energetic, they're starting, if they haven't already, they're starting to really take life by the scruff of the neck. And in fact, I quite like that expression. That's a good name. So we're going to call this category three, the scruffs of the neck, if you can say it. And most of us, whether we're older or we're younger, whatever category in, we sort of look at them and we're a little bit jealous of the scruffs of the neck, to be honest. And then we come to my final category, category 3B. And I'm going to call them the Kias or the Pitas, right? Kia is spelled like the car, K-I-A. And Pitta is spelled P-I-T-A. And I'm not going to tell you what they stand for. I'm going to run a little competition. I don't think it's too tricky to work it out, particularly when I explain what. Uh, what this category is about. And then next week, I'll let you know. So you'll have to tune in for the next episode. Now, just as a little clue, kids, don't get upset with what I've called you. It's just a little bit of fun, okay? These kiers or pitters, these are the people who can't conceive of life without a smartphone and a bunch of apps to make life just so much easier for doing everything. App Store was launched on the all-new singing and dancing 3G iPhone in 2008. So I guess anyone born during the 21st century fits into the Kia or Pitta category. Now, let me just address you Kias and Pitters directly for a moment. So you Kias and Pitters out there, have a listen. I know some of you, some of you listeners out there fall into this category. You need to be patient. You got it? Not everything has progressed very much over the last few decades. In fact, a whole host of stuff like love and peace, for example, seem to have taken a very considerable step backwards. But yes, we all agree that technology has moved forward faster than anything else. So be kind and considerate. You were born with that. The abacuses and us Ford Capris, we aren't thick, you know. It's just we know different stuff and we learn it in different ways. We're very good at lots of things like our times tables, for example. So please remember that when you tut at us, when you sigh in disbelief or when you laugh at us, as you'll grab our phones and do in two seconds what we've been secretly trying to do ourselves for the last couple of weeks, like make the text on our phones a little bit bigger, for example, or turn the telly onto a different channel. Okay. End of message to the kiers and the Pitters. And let me just digress very slightly. although it's not really a digression because it's a very closely related subject. And I've mentioned the word a few times already, apps. I just casually dropped that Gen Z word into conversations and I did so a moment ago. Well, you can't go for a shit without having an app, can you? I've got a pop to the bank, do it on the app. Have you got a menu? It's on the app. I need to get my hair cut, Make an appointment on the effing app. The world of apps has just gone absolutely mad, hasn't it? And all of these apps need usernames and passwords. And those passwords have to have a bunch of exclamation marks in them, a bunch of numbers. You've got to jumble up your birthday to try and trick the fraudster. So how the hell do you remember all your passwords? Well, you don't. You download an app will remember them for you it's just app after app after app you know the pudding slow death by chocolate well sometimes I feel we're experiencing slow death by application by the way abacuses app is short for application but you're not applying for a job or for a free bus pass okay now I get it the terminology is a little bit confusing so where does ginger gel fit into this whole online shopping best? Well, I'm not really somebody who likes shopping full stop, particularly for things like clothes. I'm one of those people who I know what I need when I need it. I go into one shop, the one shop that's most likely to have whatever I need in my size. I buy what I've got as long as it fits and it feels okay. And then I get home fairly quickly. and and I and do that all within half an hour. That's fantastic. And I'm definitely not obsessed with or addicted to online shopping. Or at least I thought I wasn't. But I've just done a quick internal order of the apps I've got on my own phone and the websites I've got saved as favourites on my laptop. And you know what? It tells a slightly different story. Well, it's a bit scary because tons of them are for online shopping. EasyJet, Ryanair, Amazon, Uber, they're perhaps the big ones. And I use them all regularly. Well, tell a lie, actually. I don't use Uber regularly, as it's still outlawed here in New York, I believe it or not. So not everything moves quite that fast on these little islands. But apart from these big boys of online retail, I've got a whole load of niche sites or apps too. And I'm Spend some money on something I clearly desperately need and something I can't imagine for one minute how I've survived so long without in less time than it takes me to yawn. I've got one called an app called Booksy, and all I do on it is make an appointment once every couple of months at the barber. No more queuing for me. And there's another one, which I have to say is one of my faves, if not my fave, which is called Tommy. And it's finding games of paddle and booking paddle cooks. Fantastic. I'm always spending money on that. At what point does online shopping become an addiction? Because online shopping, like online gaming, seems to be the absolute modern affliction. You know you're addicted to online shopping. I think when something turns up and you have no recollection whatsoever of having bought it, or even why you bought it. Or maybe you can remember that you bought it, but you don't know what bank card you use. You don't know when it's supposed to turn up. You don't even know if it has turned up. And you don't know if you've returned it. And if you've returned it, have you been refunded? You've got to be really on top of your game to keep all that lot under control. And it's very easy to understand how it it can become very chaotic. And if that's your situation, on a bunch of different apps or websites all at the same time, then you could very easily get yourself into a right big, stressful, unmanageable muddle. On the other hand, if you're super disciplined and organised, then you really take advantage of this. Order the same thing in every single colour they've got, and then just make sure you've got free returns, including the postage. Keep the one you like and send all the others back. And the classic one, of course, order, you something, order yourself something extremely expensive to look great for one night. That'll be me going to the BAFTAs or getting my um, getting in the New Year's Honours list. You wear it once and then you return it. And claim your for refunds as you've decided you don't like it very much in the flesh. A very good number, that, a classic. Typically, the refund process seems to work very well, doesn't it? Although, thinking about that, I still have a refund for something that I bought ages ago. Now, the refund has been due since December the 16th last year. So that's three months now. Do you know how I know that? Do you know how I'm on top of that? Because I've written it down with a biro on a yellow Post-it note, and I've got it stuck in front of me on my screen. There's modern administration for you. So, folks, take a look at your own phone and your own laptop. What have you got on there and why? How often do you use those websites or those apps? Are you like me? Do you just remove apps when the phone tells you you've got no more storage space? Or even worse, and then you know you're addicted. Do you buy more storage space so you can have more and more apps all loaded on your phone just in case you need? It's no great surprise, is it? The big brother knows all about us. We sign up to all of the cookies and the small print on apps, websites, social media, and all the rest. We really can't be asked to read it all. And we just want to get on with our nice, cozy, comfortable lives. Then, of course, makes it very easy for organisations to build up a pretty accurate picture of our lives our hobbies, our movements, and critically, our purchasing patterns. Which explains why our friend Alexa, which is sat quietly in the corner of our room in our house, supposedly minding its own business, is actually carefully listening into all of our conversations and then merging that data source with everything else it already knows about us to their dripping, tailor-made, personalised advertising for things that, Maybe my wife looked up on Twitter a few days ago. And sometimes we think it's just by chance or ad hoc. How odd, we say. How odd. I was only just reading an article about solar panels a few days ago. No, 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 folks. There's nothing odd or coincidental about Solar Light's advert popping up on your Facebook feed. Oh, no. It's all part of the master plan. It's a weird Murky, manipulative, and calculating marketing world we live in, folks. So beware, take care of yourselves. So where do you stand on the whole online versus presential shopping today? Presential, has become a word since lockdown, hasn't it? Are you a modernist and think like a Kia or a PITA? Have you worked them out yet? Are you a bit more of a traditionalist and you love a travel agency to book your flights and holidays for you? A haberdashery shop for all of your cotton and button needs. And this is one of my personal favorites, a good old fashioned hardware store where you can look through the bolts and the nuts and the screws to your heart's content. Well, personally, Ginger Gerald here, I plonk myself right in the middle, right on the fence of the great online offline debate. So there we go, folks. That's giving you something to think about, a little internal audit for you to do as you go spending your money in your smartphone without you realising you're doing it. And don't forget to do that quick audit on your devices. Just see how exposed you've made yourself to purchasing online. And don't forget to find the button to stop Alexa listening to you. There is one, I promise, but it's not obvious. All right, guys, it's been great speaking to you. Have a great week. Remember to share the pod and speak to you all soon. Bye. Thank you, Ginger Gerald, for enriching our lives.